Hi, and welcome to the DIY Photo Organising Podcast, focusing on topics to help you with your photo management. Hi, I am Fiona from Photo Helper. And I'm Chantal from Photos in Auto. And today we are very thrilled to chat, chat with a guest. And she is Melissa from Digital Scrapbook Headquarters in Perth. Hi, Melissa. Welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm very excited to be on my first Australian podcast. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) We feel very flattered. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Lovely to have you with us. So, Melissa, let's dive straight in and... Um, given your business name, <laughs> we have to assume that you're a scrapbooker. So can you tell us and our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how it all started? So um, my name's Melissa Shannon. I've got a strangely spelt surname, but that's how <laughs> it's pronounced. Um, and I started Digital Scrapbooking HQ, um, which is you know, is a bit of a mouthful. Um, but I started that back in 2011 because I was a really keen digital scrapbooker. And the reason I got into that area was because I was living in Kalgoorlie, which is about eight hours east of Perth. It's right, um, a yeah. regional centre known for mining, um, but it's really just like a little town, 35,000 people. Mm-hmm. We had a scrapbook store there. And my my friend, um, one of my friends gave me a scrapbook album for as a wedding present. And mm. so I was going to this scrapbook store to buy some more supplies. Mm. And um, we didn't have a spotlight in Cal. Um, mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably where a lot of Aussies might go or their local scrapbook store. Yeah. Um, so I went there and I, as a newly married, just moved my whole life out to Kalgoorlie, had no job, I kind of... I got a bit of sticker shock when I saw how much everything cost, like a dollar for a piece of paper. Oh, I can't afford this. <laughs> um, so I, um, I borrowed, as any, you know, poor person will, <laughs> I went to the library and I borrowed magazines from the library and I was reading the Australian Scrapbook magazine, keep creating keepsakes and all um, those kind of magazines. Right. And then yep. in the in the because I'm a bit of a reader, I was like reading all the captions under the pictures, and mm. I was reading the journaling on one page, and they were saying how they got into digital scrapbooking and how there was all these free supplies. So I was like, well, that <laughs> sounds like something I could do. I have a graphic <laughs> design background. Had a friend who. Um, put me on to Photoshop Elements, suggested that would be good. Mm-hmm. And I kind of haven't looked back. Um, yeah, so I just enjoyed creating my own pages um, mm-hmm. to to do something with my photos. I was sharing them online and, you know, I would, mm-hmm. was sending the links to family back in Perth and all around the country kind of telling about our life. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I got into the... Um, digital world. <laughs> so, and as anybody will see when they go on your website, you using um, Adobe Photoshop Elements mm-hmm. a lot. So th- that's all digital. So you don't 
do scrapbooking with prints anymore these days? So I don't do very much paper scrapbooking anymore. I still have physical scrapbooks where I've kept a few little things like I – just various memorabilia Mm. and stuff. But mostly what Mm -hmm. I do is I create something that looks like a paper scrapbook page Mm -hmm. in Photoshop Elements and then I save those files and I get them printed through any um, photo book service. And and so my my scrapbooks are photo books but instead of putting them together in Mm -hmm. their software, I've done it in Photoshop Elements. And that leaves you, so on the technical um, side, that means you would export it as PDF and then you can pretty much use any photo book supplier. Is that Um, what you're saying? Yeah, we digital scrappers tend to just export as JPEG and the text is you know, comes through pretty clearly and mm. I've never had any problems with that. Um, yeah, so it's a bit different to the the book creation world where you would use PDFs, mm-hmm. um, but we usually just use JPEGs because the benefit of that is um, you can then upload. So usually you would do it, say you're on Snapfish mm-hmm. and you just put a whole photo over the whole page and that one photo is your whole digital scrapbook page, which, of course, can then yes. have as many images as you mm-hmm. like. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes it super easy. You don't have to be really techy and understand mm-hmm. all the stuff you would for creating a PDF to upload to a printer. Yeah, mm. lovely. And it gives you a lot of flexibility that way too, depending on um, which special specials are on at the time with the different providers mm-hmm. out there for, <laughs> yeah. for photo books oh, and yes. things like we that. Oh, sh- yes. We shop around for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. (laughs) So with Photoshop Elements, you you mentioned before how you sort of came across it originally. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the looks of it, you really like it. Can you tell us a little bit more about the program? Um, Because Fiona and I, we both use Photoshop. Adobe products, but not Photoshop mm-hmm. Elements. I have looked yeah. into it myself in the past, but I really n- never used it that much. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a bit about that? Sure. So Photoshop Elements um, is Adobe's consumer level photo editing software. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with Adobe for several years now. I'm part of their beta testing team. And so I'm quite involved with the program. And one thing I love about it is that it is the one-off purchase price. So for a hobbyist who just wants Mm -hmm. their photos organised or they want to do, say, one photo book for someone's 70th birthday, they don't have to keep playing monthly for Lightroom or Photoshop Mm -hmm. Creative Cloud or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Photoshop Elements itself comes with two aspects of the program. There's the photo editor, mm-hmm. which gives yeah. you the ability to um, edit your photos as you would in Photoshop. But it also has a guided edit mode where it basically walks you through tutorials for how to restore a vintage photo or adjust mm. the skin tones in a photo. So it's almost like when you open it up, it's mm-hmm. like a tutorial, but it's built into the program and it's working with your photos. So that's a really great thing if you're not a Photoshop expert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I love Perfect. that. And mm. then the next thing, the next part which I adore is mm-hmm. the organising um, system. Mm-hmm. So I've used the organiser 
which comes with uh, Photoshop Elements or Premiere Elements, which is their video editing software. Both right. of those mm-hmm. come with the organiser. And it allows you to organise your photos and videos mm-hmm. um, much as you would in Lightroom or other organising software. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the benefit of that is it's so smart. There's a lot of, um, <laughs> there's a lot of machine learning that's going on. It does things like recognise your faces. You know, yeah. if you have an yeah. iPhone you, or Android, you probably have, you know, is this so-and-so? It asks you that kind of stuff. It can recognise um, what's happening in your photos. I was very impressed because it recognised cricket as a sport, <laughs> which oh. Google Photos does not do. <laughs> so for us Aussies, um, it also recognises kangaroos and doesn't oh. tell you that they're dogs. So um, I, I've done a lot of work with the smarts. So the organiser is great because it means that you don't have to micromanage your files. Um, if you don't enjoy tagging or anything like that, you, you've got um, a view with a map on uh, of all your photos. So it's really it's really grown and improved over the last well, mm. I've been using it since 2008. So yeah, it's a great piece of software that works really well and they've even added like batch editing options um, where you can edit a group of photos at once. Somewhat similar to the idea of how you would in Lightroom but less technical and yes. more okay. consumer focused. And I absolutely love it. I've got Lightroom Fantastic. and the whole Creative Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have all the software options and I keep going back to Photoshop <laughs> Elements because I honestly, it's just what you need as a as a person who's interested in your yeah. family photos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It works perfectly for me. And so, um, and so Melissa, you then help teach others. You, you offer some fabulous courses um, and classes and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit about... Um, sort of how people, you know, if they were thinking about that or just sort of what sort of options you have available to sort of help people in this area if they're mm. listening and thinking, oh, this is something that might work for me. Um, yeah, how do, how do you dive into that part for, for other people? Well, um, so at Digital Scrapbooking HQ, I have a variety of self-paced classes Um, there's a couple that I'd recommend if people are just getting started. If you have Photoshop Elements, whether it's the current version, which is Photoshop Elements 2020, or the previous few, um, probably back to Photoshop Elements 15. And one thing I would say, if you're listening and you think Photoshop Elements sounds interesting, just, you know, check out if you have a printer. Sometimes the softwares come with a printer or a scanner or something like that. So you might actually have a copy laying around that you didn't know was there Um, because it's often bundled with other, um, you know, it might even come with your computer or um, it's very accessible. It's around $150. I can't, don't quote me on that. If Officeworks has a special, it could be cheaper. Um, Yeah, so if you think, oh, that sounds good, I've got a couple of classes. There's um, photo editing for absolute beginners where I just start and show you the the quickest way to improve the look of your photos. And I also okay. show you how to like restore some damaged photos in that class yeah. and just do some basic things like add text to it, crop it, get it ready for printing. 
um, all that kind of thing because a lot of people want to edit their photos and print them for photo frames at home or they don't yeah. necessarily want to create um, a scrapbook mm-hmm. like I'm mm-hmm. doing. So that's totally fine. So I've got that class for them. But if you are interested in um, digital scrapbooking, I've also got um, digital scrapbooking for absolute beginners, which is the class I'd recommend if you're mm-hmm. interested in learning. So um, Fabulous. Yeah. Now, can I ask, uh, talking about the scrapbooking aspect, so, you know, one thing is just a simple photo book where you add photos and maybe a bit of caption, but most scrapbook scrapbookers want to add embellishments, backgrounds, and other more playful things. So does that come with the software or how do you get, where, where do you get these things from? Okay, that's a great question. So Adobe... Um, Photoshop Elements does have some um, page elements. They've got Mm -hmm. frames for your photos. They've got some backgrounds. And those are fine. (laughs) I I don't use them on my own pages because um, they're not my style. They're Mm -hmm. kind of more rustic looking. I like things to be clean and colourful. Um, So there's a lot of digital scrapbook stores out there. Um, One of my favourites is Sweet Shop Designs which Mm -hmm. has two P's and an E in shop. Um, But I'll send you a link for that one. Okay. And there's there's a dozen other um, great uh, digital supply shops out there. And what digital scrapbookers do is they'll purchase a kit which might be themed on a birthday or travel or one of my favourite Aussie designers has done one for like travelling in the outback of Australia, which Mm. I appreciate. That sounds interesting. Um, (laughs) Yeah, shout out to um, Flergs, who, who's in um, in Victoria. Um, she, Fabulous. So there's a f- several Aussie designers, but you can buy from anywhere in the world. Um, and you download those files, you unzip them, and they include um, image files of papers right. and embellishments. So you can use them as many times as you like. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about digital scrapbooking. So if you love a flower... You could put it on your page four or five times and then you still have it for next time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just assemble that in um, Photoshop Elements and, um, you know, move yeah. move all those bits and pieces around until you're happy with how they look. And because you're saying they're basically um, image files, you can mm-hmm. use that with any software. It's not yes, specifically right. made for Elements. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, okay, so you can use it in any any image editing software. People out there use obviously Photoshop and Elements mm. and GIMP and um, oh my goodness, the one for <laughs> Mac that ex- escapes me. Oh, I've lost the name of the program. Anyway, but there's any program that can edit photos. Um, mm-hmm. You could probably, and I've even got p- friends who've um, used PowerPoint or Keynote. And just, you know, put a photo yes. on there and drag yeah. other images in. You can do yeah. – they're very flexible. Mm. So, Melissa, we're, just so someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, I'd like to have a go. I haven't done a sort of a digital scrapbooking before. Um, where would you say they should start? I mean, we've got the the – ongoing issue of people have either unorganized photos or you know they just it's overwhelming or they've got them on their phone or computer or whatever it is and they they would love to do a scrapbook 
Mm-hmm. Can you give us some some tips and and your sort of insights with what you've been through with um with people and what you've yeah. seen as to where they could start um, and things that they should think about? So I would say if you're wanting to give digital scrapbooking a go, I would say start small. Um, you you know I've had um I work as well as teaching online, I do um, teach locally and do one-on-one classes um, with people who are interested. And I've seen a variety of different customers and usually what works best is to just choose a photo you love, create one page and if you can, just print it out at home on a piece of A4 paper. It'll come out at about 8 by 8 inches know if you're if you're doing a traditional square shape layer Mm -hmm. and just enjoy that and see how you like it so I would start with something simple um, something like your favorite photo or if you're on your phone just browse through your favorites and see what what appeals to you it doesn't have to be anything fancy you don't have to start with giant progress um project Mm. Um, one of my clients did a gorgeous photo book for her son-in-law who had been orphaned as a child and um, through a long story she scanned all these photos and made this gorgeous photo book and it's so inspiring but she started really small and the first thing that she did was she just made a page about her grandson's second birthday. And she was like, oh, yeah, that works for me. And then once she got the hang of it, she moved into a bigger project because it can just be so easy to get overwhelmed. When I first started digital scrapbooking, I think I took a like multiple days to finish my first layout because I was learning the program. I couldn't remember how to do anything. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that's why I created the classes so that you can just, oh, I'll just replay that video of Melissa showing me how to get those photos sized correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would choose a favourite photo and you know what I love to do? Mm. I love to um, uh, just grab a favourite photo, add like a, a bit of, say, a bit of ribbon, a background paper and then I will often print them at home and if I like them, I'll print them as a photo canvas Yeah. and then um, pop them in my children's room. And if you get them on special, it's not too expensive Mm. and it's just so motivating to see something you've made, um, you know, in your home. And you can actually enjoy fabulous. that photo. That's such a great idea, actually, Melissa, because when you think about it, typically in my mind I'm picturing a book, mm-hmm. at like a, a produced book. But what you're saying is just do a few pages, print them out and pop them on the wall. Love it. Mm. Yeah, or pop them in a photo frame or something. And, and yeah. you're, that's so motivating, <laughs> honestly. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Mm. Um. And uh, just about what, what's your sort of take or input or advice as far as journaling? Are you a journaler, Chantelle? No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I tried. Uh, I tried a few times in the past, but I'm. Mm. I'm not really. I'm quite pragmatic, and uh, sometimes you know, yeah, I do journal a, a few sentences, and then you know, the next day, yeah. what's your view on sort of journaling or your uh melissa with as far as 
um, sort of including that as part of scrapbooking. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that to us? Yes, for sure. I'm a big um, fan of journaling, but as Chantel said, I'm quite pragmatic. So if you look at things that I've created, uh, let's take a typical example of like say children's birthday um, photos. I might do a, a, a face a, a scrapbook page where I've got, you know, six photos on a page and a column of journaling. And on that page, I'll just be saying, okay, well, my son had a party and these were his friends that came over. Um, this was what they liked best about the party. Mm. Whereas another person will be like writing a love letter to their child, which is awesome. And, you know, maybe I'll be inspired to do that one day. But I am a bit more of a uh, a um, practical journaler. At the moment, I'm working on an album for Christmas that I, I do a bit of a Christmas album each year. Mm-hmm. And um, so I will... I will write pretty much I always write the facts of the date mm-hmm. and the year because you think that you'll remember but you won't and then it's so hard to deduce who's what. Um, so mm-hmm. I always make sure I include a date and um, mention who's in the photos mm-hmm. um, just because that also can be hard to reverse engineer after the, the fact yeah. as yeah. any of us who've inherited old photos will know. So that's kind of the important thing. Um, So I would say try to include that on your pages Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't get too caught up about journaling. It can be great if you're a writer and you love Mm -hmm. writing, go for your Mm -hmm. life. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, for example, I just did a page about my daughter who got glasses when she was about three Mm -hmm. and I actually copied and pasted a um, message that I'd sent to a friend I had been talking about how she got her glasses and I was like I've never told this story mm. so I copied and pasted it out of Messenger I edited it a bit and I popped that on the page so you can get journaling from anywhere you can look mm. at your own Facebook feed Instagram if that's important to you but mm-hmm. if it's not super important, don't stress. I mean, you're having fun. You're doing something with your photos. Chuck a date on there, even if it's just the year mm-hmm. and who's the, in the photo. And the future generations will be thankful and you'll thank yourself in 20 years' time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. That takes away some of the pressure. <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 not um, pressure ourselves about yeah. it. I mean, we're doing something with our photos, and you know that's awesome. I've yeah. got a question uh, that's sort of going a little bit away from journaling and scrapbooking hmm. as such. I'm interested to hear you mentioned in in elements you can actually organise your photos. Is it uh, does it matter where you photo sit, or so basically is it independent? you know, can they sit in a simple folder structure and that links into the elements or do you have to actually import it and then it's within the program? Okay, so elements is a catalogue for your photographs. So when you, you do have to import it, but they can also um, watch existing folders. Mm -hmm. So I have a home base for all of my photos and I have all my photos um, imported into that mm-hmm. location and anytime I add new photos mm-hmm. say when I plug my iPhone in or 
you know, my husbands are all mm-hmm. synced up as well. Um, you open up Photoshop Elements and it just automatically pulls in the new photos for you that right. are in this yep. defined yep. folder. I mean, you yes, so you can restrict it to just like your photos folder. Yeah. Um, and then what it does is it creates a little thumbnail mm-hmm. of your image. It imports all your metadata and mm. it um, then any tagging that you do or any work that you do organising within Photoshop Elements, you can write that metadata back to the file as well. Yes. Um, yes. So then you're not um, you're not locked in mm. to Photoshop Elements. So you Photoshop can stop Elements using it any time and you haven't lost anything. It's all there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mm. mean, there's some things that won't that are inside the program. For example, you can set up your own albums. Oh, of um, course, yes, and okay. and that kind of thing. But the the important stuff that you do, um, say you've tagged all the photos as like, you know, store family mm. reunion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if you write that metadata to files, it will still be there in your actual files. So yep. I think it's a really, um, it's quite a good system because it allows you to use the smarts of. Um, Photoshop Elements, mm-hmm. the, all the automatic tagging mm-hmm. um, that Elements does isn't actually written to the file. You have to choose um, to anything that you personally mm-hmm. add that's not an auto tag that can be written to the file. So even though Photoshop Elements is doing all this smarts for you, it's not like it's filling up your files with all this extra metadata. Yeah. So it's pretty okay. good how they've set it up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I could get way great. so much more technical, but I'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. spare the listeners, <laughs> <Always>. right? <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Um, that's wonderful. There's so many different things I could just. I'm just clicking through also your um, some of your classes. There's so much. There's just so many great things in there. So you also touch on um, organising and we talked a little bit about that obviously with the elements, but um, do you do any of those things outside of the, the Photoshop um, or the Adobe software? Um, or do, is yeah. it all with, your, with people that you work with or things like that? Yeah, so for any clients, I do um, one-on-one work either in person or online. Um, just using the magic of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I do with clients is I work with their existing system. So if they're using Photos app on their Mac or if they're using Lightroom or if they're just not using any software and they're just using their folders, mm-hmm. I can I work um, with how they want to use their photos. And I don't mm-hmm. have like, well, this is my method and this is what's happening I work with the clients and just help them reach their photo goals if that just means they want to have their photos in folders by year Mm -hmm. that's what we do yeah fabulous so um, yeah my background is um, I uh, am a qualified librarian and archivist so I come Mm -hmm. I come from a I don't know it's not really an academic but I am a both practical but also I have a bit of that background knowledge of how and why we organise um, things. And so I want to work with people so that they feel comfortable. Mm. I don't want to come in and say this is the software that you must learn. Um, yeah. It's it's much better for people to have a system that they're going to be happy with mm-hmm. and yeah. that they're going to continue to use because mm. then they, they'll keep it, um, keep it going. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just you've just got so many little um, little pockets of experience there. It's fabulous. I love that. Um, so, Melissa, just if someone's listening and they maybe they've like you've mentioned, they um, you know don't really have a system, they don't have a software that they use or anything like that, but they are just you know they've found the podcast on on organizing their photos and try to get some you know some of their chaos under control or or just get some tidbits and things like that um what advice could you say before we wrap up that you would be able to just encourage people with that are just maybe starting out on this journey of of um you know thinking about organizing all their photos Mm. and things like that so the one thing I teach in um, my organizing that I find is really useful in in, in most situations, so if you have your photographs, um, I mostly th- think about digital photos because that's one of the most overwhelming parts for people these days. Mm. Um, I would suggest setting a home base or deciding a place where all of your photos are going to, to live and mm. just collecting them from wherever they are, whether you've got downloaded photos in your downloads folder from your son's, you know, Instagram, um, Mm -hmm. Facebook message, they've sent it through to you or whether you've got um, your phone, just um, usually finding a spot on a um, computer and allocating that for your photos and then just collecting them all in that one spot. That is the best first step because it makes Mm. it really easy to back it up as you guys are always talking about backing yep. up, I am yes. the same. It <laughs> yes. makes it easy to back it up and you know where the photos are. So when you come to look, you're not looking on your desktop or on a USB drive or in a, you know, any of the thousand different places. So mm. just just to have a one um, spot and that would be my biggest um, first step. Yeah, so true. It really is. It's so helpful. Um, to be able to at least just gather them all together and, um, yeah, that's fabulous. And you don't have to worry about micromanaging at this point. Just pop it yes. all in there. I mean, if you looked at my hard drive, even last year I had in my photos folder a folder called iPhone Possible Duplicates. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's real life. Even yeah. me yeah. as like an organiser, I have those things where, okay, I'm not sure about these photos. I need to deal with them at some point. If Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so true. And um, and that's okay. And just tackle what you can, you know, slowly but surely you get mm, through. Mm. Just consistency, consistency. Mm, so, Melissa, how, how can people find you? If they want to know more um, and learn a bit more about what you do or your courses or they're really intrigued with some digital scrapbooking, um, how is the, what's the best way that people can find you? So the best place to find me is at digitalscrapbookinghq.com and that is a mouthful so we'll have a link in the show notes. We will. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there you can find, um, if you pop on the homepage, there's actually a, a um, free printable download that you can get. You just click on the main image and it's about Um, five things to know before you start scrapbooking so if you're interested in scrapbooking that will probably give you an idea of what you need to get started and that'll give you some emails from me that walk you through thinking about what you're interested in Mm -hmm. and of course there's classes and all kinds of tutorials on the website um, 
and a lot of my yeah you'll you'll get familiar with me through videos and through tutorials and um, <laughs> I'd be happy to help you and um, yeah you can contact me on the website or just reply to any email that um, you've signed up for and that comes through and I can I can help you out fabulous that's great. Um, and oh, I just want to jump in. I know this is like a, another whole topic, but um, you're <laughs> also a forever ambassador. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I so am. So can you just yeah. in a, in just wrap up in a, what, it, what, what, what is forever? <laughs> so forever is a, a system which it's a cloud um, storage um service and what they do is instead of having a monthly payment that you have to continue forever um say with Dropbox or something they actually um instead of renting your space you purchase space from them and much like a um a you know a grant funding system they actually have a special guarantee fund which um, a large portion of your um, fees go to and that actually will guarantee that your photo storage will continue on for um, your lifetime plus 100 years which you know is scary to think about um, yeah. <laughs> but they're they're different from current photo storage so for me I I love forever because it is that once-off payment Mm-hmm. And you have that space, and I use that for my most important um, photos that I'm going to want to hand down to mm-hmm. f- the future Beautiful. generations. And mm-hmm. yeah, and they have a lot of other services, but that's that's their flagship, I guess, is their photo um, storage. Mm-hmm. So Great. if anyone's well, interested about that, you can also contact me. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today, Melissa. It's been a real joy to have you with us. Um, and it's been very interesting and inspiring just to hear what you do. You've obviously got such a passion um, for it as well as a lot of knowledge. So um, we'll put all those links that we've mentioned in the show notes. Um, And for our listeners, please don't forget to leave us a review or you're always welcome to give feedback. Um, If you've got questions that have come out of today or just to, you know, please get in touch with Melissa directly. Um, and jump onto our social media channels as well. Um, and I am Fiona from Photo Hopper. And I'm Chantal from Photos in Order. And thanks again, Melissa, for being here, for joining us. And happy photo organizing, everyone. Mm-hmm.